Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 2281 800-518-2281. 800-518-22. 106.5 FM and now 102.3 FM. Ukrainian units. DNA testing is underway to identify the remains. Russia's foreign minister, Sergei Lavrov, is warning the West if it provides Ukraine with long-range rockets, Moscow would respond by taking over larger areas of Ukraine. Gas prices are up for the seventh straight week. The price of a gallon of gas continues to go in only one direction. Patrick DeHaan is with GasBuddy.com. Prices have surged over the last week, the national average jumping over 25 cents a gallon, setting another new record high, $4.86 now the national average. And it's not a matter of if that average will hit $5, but when. The price of oil taking a little bit of a breather here this morning, down about 59 cents a barrel. That could eventually slow the rise, but I do think it could happen. The national average could hit the $5 a gallon mark by mid-June. The top average in the country continues to be California, six thirty-two a gallon. I'm Shelley Adler. Elon Musk is accusing Twitter of refusing to give him information about spam bot accounts. Musk is threatening to back out of his $44 billion bid to buy Twitter. Axon, the company best known for developing the Taser, says it is stopping plans to develop a Taser-equipped drone after a majority of its ethics board resigned over the controversial project. There were worries about introducing weaponizing drones in over-policed communities of color. Mexican President Andres Manuel Lopez Obrador confirmed he will not attend the Summit of the Americas in Los Angeles this week, dealing a blow to the event hosted by President Biden. He wanted Cuba, Nicaragua, and Venezuela to be invited. The U.S. said no. This is AP News. DQ presents a burger and blizzard meal matchup. Today's matchup is Bryce Harper's new DQ meal with flamethrower signature stack burger, fries, and a cookie dough blizzard versus Tim Anderson's new DQ meal with a bacon two cheese deluxe signature stack burger, fries, and an Oreo blizzard. Who picks the winner? That's you. Visit DQ.com to cast your vote for which meal should be the official meal of MLB. But first, try them both today. DQ. Happy tastes good. 
The following is furnished by Retirement Planners of America. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. The stock market has seen all-time highs this past year, but are we due for a crash? If so, does your retirement plan include an exit strategy? Call today at 866-374-0841 to schedule a free retirement assessment to learn about protecting your assets from a market collapse. That's 866-374-0841. 866-374-0841. K-C-A-A. In these trying times, many people are depressed and lost because the future of our society is up in the air. If you're turning to substance abuse because you're feeling there is no hope, we have a way for you to see the light. SAD, or Stop Abusing Drugs, is a nonprofit organization that will help you at no cost to you stop abusing drugs. Founded by Tony Navarchi, SAD will refer you to the top detox doctors in your area. SAD will pay every and any cost for you, including doctor visits, counseling, and medications. If you need help, SAD is there for you 24 hours a day, seven days a week. If you or a loved one needs help, or if you have a suggestion or idea for Tony, you can reach out to him by calling 844-493-3386. That's 844-493-3386. Or email Tony at Tony at SadDetox.com. That's Tony at S-A-D-D-E-T-O-X.com. The caring staff at Mac Flavor Ingredients reminds everyone to please take the opportunity to give blood. By doing so, you may save the life of a friend, child, elderly person, surgery patient, or an accident victim. So give blood. It's safe, simple, and saves lives. This important reminder is a courtesy of Mac Flavor Ingredients in Riverside, where they care about the safety and welfare of our community. Be a silent hero, and if you can, give the gift of life. Give blood. What does the Weatherbug app tell you? My commute will be a doozy today. Pack my allergy meds. Lightning. Pick up a pizza, not a tennis racket. With more free map layers than any other weather app, Weatherbug tells you more of what you need to know to prepare you for the unpredictable. Discover why over 10 million users choose Weatherbug. Maybe it's a commute to the couch day. Download the Weatherbug app today for free. Hi, I'm food critic Alan Morgan, and I'm excited to tell you about Ray's Shanghai Bistro, located next to Redlands DMV on Lagonia in Redlands. Ray's Shanghai Bistro offers the largest and most delicious array of traditional and original Chinese dishes available in the Inland Empire. Some of my favorite dishes are the house-made pot stickers, the crisp pork spare ribs with garlic, their unique spicy lamb with bamboo, the sweet and tangy deep-fried orange peel beef, mm-mm, and the savory basil spicy shrimp, plus lots of vegetarian dishes. Whether you dine in, pick up the food, or have them cater your next party or special occasions, you will see why Ray spelled R-U-I apostrophe S, Shanghai Bistro, is truly the best Chinese restaurant in the Yulin Empire. Their website is raisshanghaibistro.net. That's raisshanghaibistro.net. R-U-I-S, shanghaibistro.net. Happy eating. You won't be disappointed. Miss your favorite show? Download the podcast at kcaaradio.com. Jump off that exhausting hamster wheel and into balanced living with Dr. Marissa. I promise you joy in the mystery. 
Dr. Marissa, also known as the Asian Oprah. Her mission, to be a beneficial presence on the planet. Her purpose, to be your personal advocate to live, laugh, love, learn. Her life motto, don't die wondering. Take back your life with Dr. Marissa Pay. show here here on KCAA, NBC News, CNBC News, and NBC Sports Radio Station, KCAA AM 1050, FM 102.3, FM 106.5, and streaming everywhere, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, Podchaser, Giovan, iTunes, TuneIn, Audible, Amazon Music, Rumble, Tiki Live, and more. I'm Dr. Marissa, your hashtag positive spin doctor who wants you to not pay attention to gossip scandal or k-words kanye talk instead i want you to focus on your own reality show and how you could be happy 88 percent of the time even when there is tragedy around us and I am grateful for all of the people who continue to ask, how do we find balance in the middle of tragedy? How do we deal with all of the fear and anxiety and worry that every day the onslaught of more news, more uh, shootings, more gun violence, more deaths? And so I've been doing a number of different shows. We did one on Buffalo. We've done one on self-care and managing through tragedy. And I put out there after I did the Uvalde commentary that I would love to find someone to come and talk about gun control, gun legislation, gun reform. And I just sort of put it out there. And then I, I, I got my inspiration about an hour later. It's like, I know the perfect person. He's someone that I met 11 years ago. Uh, and it, it's not 20. <laughs> I didn't realize on the post, I, I'll, uh, I'll say it's hashtag COVID confusion, but it was only 11 years ago, not only, but it was 11 years ago that uh, uh, in, in October, and it was October 12th, because I remember October 13th, I, I uh, published, I had a piece published in the Orange County Register much to, uh, it wasn't a planned piece. It wasn't anything like that. And those of you who haven't read it, I put it on the social for you. Um, but I, it was an event that changed my life uh, one more time. And it, uh, the, the hashtag silver lining of that was meeting uh, individuals like my guest today who are great examples of taking pain and tragedy and alchemizing it into um, energy and power and influence to change things that are not working. And so without further ado, please welcome to my studio. His name is Paul Wilson. His wife was, is, was Christy Wilson. And, uh, she, and she is in heaven with my dad right now. I know she's loving us from there. He has taken all of this. He's a gun reform and justice reform advocate. Please welcome to my studio, Paul Wilson. And uh, hold on, I'm going to give you some applause. 
Sam had that. Yay. <laughs> Paul, I'm so delighted to have you again. I think it was what, um, maybe eight years ago that I had you, eight or nine years ago. And uh, the news covered that you had just started doing your work. But let's go back. For those of you who haven't heard uh, about the uh, Seal Beach Salon shooting, I, I'm, I would be surprised. It was It is still the worst Orange County massacre uh, in the books. And uh, take, take me back, Paul, to that um, just uh, tragic day for all of us. Uh, well, you know, it was... Uh... Mm, boy. Okay. So it's a really, yeah. So, you know, when, when I look back on it, it's such a surreal day, right? Um, Chrissy and I have this really unique opportunity to spend some time together in the morning and, um, and visit with each other. And, and, you know, usually with the kids in the house, we, we really had, you know, some hectic mornings there and that day was just, you know, everything about it was so different. Uh, everybody was out of the house early. It was such a warm day. We were able to just sit kind of in our front room in the chairs in the inn and and uh, and have our coffee and talk. And you you know, Christy, she was a very spiritual person. And um, you know, the night before was, um, and you'll know more about this, but I guess she called it the forgiving moon. <clears throat> and you know, she, uh, I asked her about that, that morning. And she had said to me, uh, you know, Paul, it's a very, it's, it's just so strange because I sat out there last night and I just had, I had no for, forgiveness to ask for, nobody to uh, forgive. And it was just a really uh, special time out there to realize that life is so great. And I just, uh, you know, I just I look back on that and I think, wow, what, what a moment. Um, and of, of course, um, you know, after we had our coffee, I had to hurry off because I was going to get a haircut at the salon. Um, and I got there that morning. I saw everybody come to work that day, said hello to everybody, heard all the stories. And I left, I left two hours before uh, that coward came in and, you know, did what he did. And um, Christy actually was not working that day. She was just going in to get her hair done um, and visit with her friends in the salon. So, um, you know, when I got word that it happened, I didn't know. I, I didn't know if she was there or not. So, you know, it became a waiting game for me. And, you know, this is one of the things that struck me with the Uvalde shooting was they showed those parents standing across the street and it just put me back into that moment of standing across the street at the church and just hours upon hours upon hours waiting for some sort of news. Yeah. Well, yeah. difficult, very difficult day. Yes. And um, first, thank you for sharing your heart. I um, tears are the disinfectant that keep our hearts soft. So I, I'm I'm so um, blessed and honored for you to share that with me. 
and Thank not you. This uh, is my and, therapy to be able to talk about it. So good, good. Thank and you. I and thank you. And and I met you uh when you just arrived to the library to that's where they were putting all the parents or all the sorry family members of victims and and I don't know if I've ever told you this story I actually offered my services I went to the library and said look I'm a, um, a psychologist and you know if you need it. and they said oh no you know we've got grief counselors thanks but no thanks and so I left and when I left I heard this Dr. Marissa, Dr. Marissa, and your friend who had just seen at the gym in the morning ran over to me and said, oh my God, you have to help my friend Paul, his wife, you know, and, um, and uh, you have to help, you have to, and she, she dragged me over to where you had just landed and were walking sort of dazed. And there's a picture of us walking, I couldn't find it, in one of the papers going to the library. Oh, and, wow. Yeah. And uh, you were you were in shock. And so I was on one side of you, she was on the other, and we brought you to the library. And I went to, to say, you know, you know, I'm not one of the family, so I was going to leave. And you grabbed my arm and you said, you're, you know, come. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I guess I'm going to the library. <laughs> and then I tried to leave again later yeah. on. And your sister-in-law, mm -hmm. who I knew from another uh, uh, group of people, mm -hmm. stays, and, and, and she's like, what are you doing here? And I said, I just brought your brother-in-law in and yeah. I'm leaving. And she goes, no, 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 you can't leave. So it was, it was I, for some reason, it was my day to be in that library. And, and it was- God just, works in mysterious ways. He does, he does. And just being there to to hold and hug and, and my heart was broken. I can't even imagine what you were going through. And um, so for those of you, uh, uh, this the coward that he's talking about was the ex-husband in a custody battle with another, with her best friend in the salon. Right. Uh, and he came and he shot eight people in, or nine people. Nine total. people total. Nine, nine people total. Yes. Eight died, only one survived. Right. And uh, one was in the parking lot in a car. And he was shot. And then um, Doug actually came on the show and talked about that day because he found the all of the bodies. Yeah. So um, it was a horrific day. And uh, I know that um, the healing continues. Every day. You know, every day. And you began, at what point did you take that anger and and say i want to do something because not everybody does this well to be honest with you um you know we went through oh god i don't know a good two weeks of funerals and um just kind to to process everything but i i quickly learned that <clears throat> um my therapy was going to be about talking about it and educating other people and 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 um, when I say educating, I mean educating them about, you know, gun violence, but also educating people that were now going to go through what I had just gone through. And um, 
I don't know that I could say telling them to how to to deal how to deal with it because there's really no telling somebody how to deal with something like that. But just kind <clears> of <throat> listening to them and helping them, and me being in, be able to understand what they're feeling because I I just gone through it. Yes, um, and and so I would say you know that that need became apparent pretty quickly with within a good thirty days within a month. Um, I was reaching out to the Brady committee and wanting to get involved with them and, and just trying to be um, out there and speaking publicly um, as much as I could about what had happened and how I felt and, and, and what other people were going through. And, you know, in the world we live in, it's sad to say, but um, you know, it's something that you could talk about every day because it's an everyday occurrence. Yes, unfortunately, it is, and I'm I'm it was heartened to know that you've actually been to Sandy Hook twice, and uh, you. I'm glad that people are taking um, advantage of your experience, as horrible as it was, because it is my BS, my belief system that bad things happen to good people, so that they can help those going through similar things, and so that's certainly one of the the beautiful blessings that's come out uh, as, as, as painful as it is. I mean, I know that you've been a comfort. So ha have you gone at this point, you know, to Uvalde or is there an organization that people can go to, to get help? Well, I'm sure the Brady committee, which is a great organization is as sending people there as, as they did with me. That was my first dispatch and working with them was to Sandy hook. Mm -hmm. um, I think it was probably, I think I, you know, I'm going to go back in my 57 year old mind and try to <laughs> remember, but I think it was two days after the shooting that I had arrived there. And um, there was a group of us that they had put together from Columbine and Aurora and, you know, just the number of mass shootings that, you know, we're, we're still in the news pretty much daily, which is what happens when every time one of these pops up. But we had a nice little group that went and we were able to, to, to talk with those parents. You know, one thing I want to say, though, is <clears throat> this is how I immediately learned about, um, you know, grief that somebody, an individual can feel, right? And it's, it's different for everybody. And when I say that, what I mean by that is, you know, what happened to me was it's, 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 it's incredibly tragic. <clears throat> but I was married to Chrissy for 26 years. We, we raised three children, um, two grandchildren. And I, I had a great life. You know, when I, when I look back on it, I, it's, there's no complaints. When I arrived at Sandy Hook, I, I met parents that had just lost five, six-year-old children. And that grief of not having that life experience with them was, it was different than my grief, um, completely different. It was, it was a much bigger tragedy. And I, and I, I realized that immediately. Um, there's some really special parents there. And, um, you know, I just, um, I pray for him every day. Mm. Mm. Ah, sorry. No, do not apologize ever, <sighs> ever. Promise me you will yes. never from this point forward apologize. Yeah. So I, 
I was in Sandy Hook two days out, and then you know we went back. Um, they put together the same um, the same group to go back um, at the at the one year mark. Um, a lot of people use the word anniversary. It's something I'll never use because to me, an anniversary is a good moment. And mm, thank you. For I, went, that. I went back a a year later and was able to still see a lot of the same parents and. Um, you know, something I'll never forget. The lady, one of the ladies said to me, you know, do you still live in the same home that you and your wife shared together? And I said, yes, absolutely. And she said, how do you do that? And I said, well, first of all, that home was Christie's childhood home. Um, she grew up in that home. So to me, there's a lot of Christie in that house. There's a lot of love. Mm. You feel her the minute you walk in the door. Um, and, I, and I told the, the woman that, and she just looked at me and said, God, you know, I'm still living in a hotel room because mm. the first door I see when I walk through the house is my son's door. And I just can't put myself up to walking mm. through that into that house. And it just brought me right back, man. This is a really, this is something different. This is different grief than I'm, than I'm feeling. And right. you know, it's just, um, it's horrible. Yeah. Yeah. Let's take a minute right now and just take a deep breath in through the nose and release ah, peace, comfort, love to all the parents who have lost their child in this last month to gun violence. And just knowing that this breath, chi, eternal energy, you know, Christy would, would like this <laughs> and just sending it out there just as comfort because we just know we're all connected and what happens to children it happens to us all it impacts us in the worst way and just knowing that we can never feel that pain of the parents but we can be the arms that surround them energetically and one more deep breath in and release and so it is Ah, oh, okay. Now, now the now the gun stuff. So, the the normal reaction that I hear or see posted is, uh, you know, um, this is why we shouldn't have guns. This is why um, this the amendment needs. You know, the day. You know, the amendment needs to change. And you know, why are we still using something that? was was created so long ago and it's stupid and why do we even have guns and then the other extreme you know well you know this has nothing to do with the guns they could have used knives or whatever it is if you have an unstable person or an angry person they're going to use something as a weapon it's got nothing to do with guns so those are the two extremes right, right? now um bring me to I know Christie's law is saying anyone going through any kind of emotional process should not be allowed to have their guns for right. a certain period of time. Is that, is that accurate? It, it's, it's somewhat accurate. Yes. Okay. I mean, you know, we do have a law in the books that says um, if you're under psychiatric care of a doctor and on some sort of uh, prescription medications, um, you cannot possess a firearm. Well, that's that's a that's a great law, um, right? But we have two right. problems with that. First of all, 
who was going to enforce that law? Um, I mean, you as a doctor, are you going to write to, uh, you know, whoever and tell them that your patient is now on this medication and has a gun? It's just, it, it, it's, it's not, that, that's a, that's a pipe dream. It'll never happen. Um, and, and it's, it's the biggest, uh, you know, that, that every time this happens, we hear our politicians go on and say, um, you know, our thoughts and prayers are with you. It's that's, you know, that's, that's old. It's Mm. almost getting as old as the second amendment, which is such an antiquated, you know, law that's on the books right now. I mean, you know, it's just, um, we're talking about in today's world with the firepower that's available to just about anybody that wants it. Um, you know, these guys, that law was written when people were loading a one little ball into a musket and, you know, it took, it took three or four minutes to reload and shoot again. And, you know, it's, um, and you know, I, I'm not an expert on, I'm not a lawyer, <clears throat> but I believe, and from what I've read, the second amendment clearly states that you, <clears throat> you have the ability, uh, to bear a firearm in a organized, um, uh, militia. Mm-hmm. And that was basically written to protect the farmers from their land being taken from the British. So that just goes to tell you how antiquated this right. law that we, we hold on to. And, you know, we are allowing, and I mean, allowing our politicians mm-hmm. are allowing our children to be murdered mm. and it's horrible. And there's, mm-hmm. This is this is why I've moved into not only gun reform but justice reform because we need accountability for those guys. They're the ones sitting back and doing nothing. Look, <clears throat> there was a mass there was mass shootings before mine. Mine happened in 2011, and you know I I I think we've already had I want to I want to say in the in the five or six hundreds, and I could be incorrect. Just this year of mass shootings. Now, you know, a mass shooting is is determined by four or more people being killed, not including the shooter. But but think about that. I mean, just in this six months of the year, we've had that many. And we've and we've had COVID. I mean, to be honest with you, if we didn't have COVID for two years, those numbers would be tripled. Mm. So it's time to start holding people accountable for, you know, doing something about this. This is not um, 200 years ago, and you can't hold on to the Second Amendment. Now, is Paul Wilson saying take guns out of everybody's hands? Absolutely not. I don't believe that. If you are a responsible gun owner, you should have the right to possess any kind of, let me, I almost said the wrong thing. You should be able to possess a firearm. There is nobody and I, I, I mean, I'll argue this with anybody that wants to argue it, that needs, um, you know, an AR or an assault weapon. Hello, it is Ryan. And we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. 
That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's, um, it's ridiculous. It, they're made for one thing. They're made for the military and, and law enforcement because they're killing machines. That's what mm-hmm. they are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. what they are. Um, you know, I've been in arguments or guiders are telling me, well, I go hunting with that. Well, isn't hunting a sport? And when you want to load a rifle, and if you can't miss, if you can't sh- hit it with the first time, shoot it again. That's the sport of it, right? I mean, right. so why do you want to have something that shoots a thousand rounds? I mean, what fun does that make it? So right. I don't get that argument, but whatever. Yeah. Have a good time explaining it. But it, yeah. it, it just those guns and those weapons make no sense being out and available on our streets. Mm-hmm. I absolutely 100% agree with you. Is there an organization that actually states that, that people can sign petitions for or, you know, move that into a legislation? Um, there probably is. I don't know of them, but okay. after you after you just mentioned that, I will be starting one. Good. I will join it. I yes. will absolutely yeah. join it and uh, support it and begin to. We can put that on change.org, actually. There we go. All right. Yeah, let's do, let's do it. Let's you do know, it. The other, the other thing while we're on that is, is you know, the whole the whole point in it, if, if you look at the, the history behind these, a lot of these guys, in, including including the coward that was involved in our shooting, these guys, these guys are coming in with body armor. Now, tell me what. What person needs to log on to the internet and go and buy body armor if you're not in law enforcement or a military? That should be the biggest red flag that we need a background check or we need some sort of investigation on this guy or this person before they go out and you know receive this body armor in the mail and 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 load themselves up to go out and and you know basically get in a gun battle with after they shoot everybody with whoever they're going to face. It's it's wow. moronic. Right. In this day and age that we allow that to happen. Right. Absolutely. Um, we're going to have to take a quick break. But when we come back, I do want to ask you to continue to ask you about things like this. Like what what should we do? Like even background checks, people say, sure. you know, that's one of the things. But is that really going to do it? What are the practical things that need to have some power, some people power behind the idea to move it along. So that's when we come back. If you've just tuned in, I am speaking to Paul Wilson, who uh, became a friend of mine through a tragedy, the Seal Beach Salon shootings, and he's taken his pain and alchemized it into efforts in both gun and justice reform. We'll be right back with more here on Take My Advice. I'm not using it. Get balanced with Dr. Marissa the morning show here on NBC News Radio, KCAA, the station that leaves no listener behind. Sparkle cleans everyday messes and it won't clean out your piggy bank.
Dr. Marissa here, ready to... <clears throat> Sorry. Sorry. <clears throat> Dr. Marissa here, ready to drive a car that was designed with you in mind? Using patented technology, Mazda is focused on creating a human-centric vehicle, and Capistrano Mazda is ready to put you in the driver's seat. Family-owned and operated, Capistrano Mazda gives you a smileage guarantee. When you buy your new Mazda, you become part of their family. So visit CapoMazda.com today like I did, and now I can't stop smiling with my fabulous new Mazda MX-5 convertible Miata. Oprah giveaway tickets are coming to you from the Saban Theater. So if you would like to hear the, uh, the very uh, iconic Don McLean on July the 1st, I'm giving away two tickets to that show. I believe it's a bye-bye Miss American Pie. If I have my singers right, but uh, that is my Asian Oprah giveaway where uh, music meets the soul is the organization that is offering that. And you'll want to go to Saban.org to see the plethora of great shows. I'll be giving away more tickets in the coming weeks. So make sure you go and see that. And we're coming back in. <laughs> I forgot to tell you, Sam, that's what I was doing. Back your life with Dr. Marissa Pay. And we're back. You are tuned in to Take My Advice. I'm not using it. Get balanced with Dr. Marissa, the morning show here on NBC News Radio, CNBC News Radio, and NBC Sports Station, KCAA, AM 1050, FM 102.3, FM 106.5, and streaming everywhere. iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, and my YouTube channel, which thanks to you, has reached over 250,000 views. Actually, we're at 253,000 and a nine-year running show about hope and happiness. And on my YouTube channel, you can also get my interviews with Halle Berry, John Travolta, Quincy Jones, and my new short film, PPP Post-Pandemic Possibilities. So if you're trying to come back in in the most positive way, then please do free subscribe there. And you'll get an alert every 8 a.m. morning for my new morning show here on KCAA. And today we are talking and tackling a difficult topic um, with a guest who is sharing his heart with us. Paul Wilson is uh as a result of the tragedy of the shooting and killing of his wife, Christy, along with eight other individuals in the salon, uh, Meritage Salon, Seal Beach shooting uh, back in 2011. And he has taken 
his pain and begun to, and continues to, for the last 10 years, work on gun injustice reform. Welcome back to the studio, Paul. Thank you. And we were talking about, um, is background, is better background checks going to do the ticket? Is that something that's really going to help? I do believe that it is one of the steps. Um, the biggest step that we need to, even before we get, is we need our law lawmakers to start having some communication. Where's the dialogue? Start talking about it. It's not going away. These, this is the account, accountability that, you know, we need to have from those guys. We elect them. They work for us. So start doing your job and start working. Okay. Um, uh, you know, give me an example of what they're not doing. Cause you, you're, you're like front and center with this. Like right. You, so, you, you know, it's, it's, it's something. And right now, I mean, you turn on the news and, and I don't want to get too political about it, but you know, we have this, you know, uh, party lines, right? Where the Democrats don't want to talk to the Republicans and the Republicans are staunch um, second amendment uh, right protectors. And, and there's some Democrats. And to me, it doesn't matter. I don't care who you are, Democrat, Republican, whatever it is. This is an epidemic that we have in the United States of America. And that's your job is to fix those things. So get rid of all of that and just figure out how do we start this process? Because we're doing nothing. Nothing has changed because there's no communication. There's no back and forth. Why we should and why we shouldn't. They just don't talk about it because this is our belief and this is our belief. And we're standing across here and we're going to, we're just going to ignore you guys. And mm -hmm. guess what? We're losing, we're losing kids, you know, which is the hard part about it. But these mass shootings are just happening all the time. And, you know, to, for me, and I've always said this. <clears throat> it, it, it's it's hard to really understand if you haven't walked in those shoes. And, you know, I, I don't know the answer to this. And I, I tried to find it on the internet, but I just wonder how many lawmakers that sit up there and have that gun, um, that gun, second amendment and gun argument have actually lost a child or lost a wife or a brother or a sister to gun violence or a mass shooting. I don't know the answer, but I can tell you this, it would, there, there, it would change real quick, mm -hmm. very quickly. Mm -hmm. um, I'm glad that, I'm glad that that hasn't happened because right. it hasn't happened to anybody. It's a horrible, horrible feeling right. with every day, but it will open your eyes to see that there needs to be some change. Yeah. Um, you know, what is that change there? I really don't have one big answer except steps. Mm -hmm. communication, background checks, limiting, you know, capacity of magazines. Um, so limiting capacity of magazines would help. Uh, uh, sure. Sure. I believe okay. it would. I mean, you know, I heard, I heard somebody say, and I, I don't know who it was, but it was one of the stupidest things I've ever heard. And they said, um, <laughs> they said guns make us safer. Guns make us safer. Now, if that was really the truth, we would be the safest country in the world because we have more guns on the street than we do people in population. So mm. if guns made us safe. We should be safe. We should be safe. We're right. the only we're the only country in the world that has mass shootings. Is that? Oh, I didn't know that. 
Okay. Well, let me, I, so, let me not, the, not that it's happened, but it, that, it, that it, if it's happened once, it's never happened again. No other country has it with the frequency that we do. Okay. By leaps and bounds. Okay. In fact, you know, I just read something the other day that said the, the leading cause, what do you think the leading cause of death among children is? Well, we're on the topic of guns, so I'm going to get it, it is violence. It used to be car accidents. So uh, what did we do? We put in laws about seat belts. We put in laws about children have to be at a certain weight in a car seat that is, mm -hmm. you know, been certified. And after they get to a certain weight, now they move into a booster seat. So we may, we realized that we were, kids were getting killed and people mm -hmm. were getting killed. So we implemented seatbelt laws and you will get pull, pulled over for not wearing a seatbelt. You, it is sure. an infraction. If your yeah. kid is not in a car seat, you will get pulled mm -hmm. over. So it's a, it's an enforceable law. Yeah. Why aren't we doing the same thing here? Yeah. Yeah. Great question. So, so there is no bipartisan group out there right now addressing gun violence and gun control. Is that correct? No, I think there's plenty of them. And like okay. I said, I know the, Bra the, the, uh, the Brady, the Brady committee on gun violence is still out there. I know the Giffords have a, they, they have a really uh, good organization, Gabby Gifford and, and, and her husband uh, who was shot in Arizona. Um, they have a really good one out there. There's, um, you know, the Sandy Hook people are still out there with, um, there's every town um, on gun violence that's out there. There's plenty of organizations. The problem is these guys do great work, but then they get it up to the level where, you know, our politicians have to put it in their hands to start moving it forward and, and enforcing it. And they do nothing with it. They're mm -hmm. the ones that hold this in their hands. They're responsible. It's their accountability. Got it. So, so we can help with that by who we vote for, by maybe writing letters and asking specifically, what have you done? And ask for proof or ask for, you know, where you stand on it, what you think, or what are you going to put into place? Um, yes. I, and I'm not a, you know, I was actually asked to uh, run at one point in Seal Beach for one of the districts, but, um, this is a horrible thing to say, but I was born in Canada, so the highest I can get in in uh, U.S. politics is Secretary of State. So if I can't be president, I'm not going to run. But anyways, <laughs> going back to um, bills, introducing bills, are there gun law bills out there that we can support? Is there anything coming up? Well, I think we have some stuff coming up. Okay. I think, you know, we're, uh, but, you know, this is once again something we see when this happens, we see a little stirring, you know, with, with, with our government and now they want to start, but now we, you know, we need to push them on this. And they, I know they are um, holding some special committee committee meetings because um, I believe they are on break right now, but a few of them have gotten together and, and that's great. So now we know they're talking about it. Now let's hold them accountable to continue talking about it. Mm -hmm. um, let's, Ask them every day, what are those conversations like? Tell us, mm -hmm. um, you know, shows like this, our local news, they need to be, you know, more on it too. Those reporters need to be holding, you know, especially here in California. Okay. So 
our lawmakers in California, what was that conversation like today? That, what did you accomplish? Instead of waiting to hear the end result that, you know, unfortunately just sometimes, you know, disappears. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, what can uh, what can the average person do when they hear, you know, you wake up another mass killing, you wake up another shooting. Um, instead of just shaking your head and saying, you know, the world's going to hell in a handbasket, what can we specifically do to help? Well, like you said earlier, and I, I wish more people would do this, um, and you brought up a very good point, but um, write letters. Um, you know, listen, every, every person's on the internet. Every lawmaker has um, a way to, to, to be get, um, get a hold of um, via the internet. Um, just be persistent and keep writing those letters. Um, you know, it's a word that you're probably getting tired of me saying, but accountability it's, you know, this is something I've learned since 2011 is that these guys operate under a mask of, of immunity. Like they're just not accountable for stuff that they should be accountable for. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I, I mean, and, and I think that starts, um, it starts at a local level too. You know, I live in Orange County and I'm, I'm, I'm trying to hold these guys accountable, not only for gun reform, but for justice reform every single day. You know, mm-hmm. we have, we have some guys in there that are that are bad players and and you know they need to be held accountable we have so much corruption and injustice in our local government that it you know that's where we got to start so you know and and you just got to be you got to be have a voice you got to hold rallies you got to speak your mind and um you got to hold on to that though you just mm-hmm. you just made a good point is that you know before 2011 I was that person and I'll admit it. And I tell this story all the time that I would see something like that happen on the news. And I would sit there in front of the television and say, my God, that's so horrible. But in reality, I wake up the next day and it, it didn't really affect me. Right. So it was hard to hold on to. But I'm telling you this, this, it, it, I know the pain now and it is Listen, if you're a parent, I, and you know, we're talking about the kids and the shootings now because that's what's in the front news, but it's not a matter of if it happens, it's a matter of when it happens mm-hmm. because it's going to, it's going to happen. And I mean, I, I, I have three granddaughters and I'm absolutely terrified for them to leave the house every day. I mm-hmm. mean, look, when we live in a world where, um, you can't go to a movie theater. You can't go to the supermarket. You can't go to church. Um, you can't go to the beauty salon. And now, as you saw, I woke up, wake up this morning and there's a, there's a mass shooting at a hospital. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When you can't go to those places, we're Americans. And those are the luxuries, you know, that we want to experience. And the fact that you have to look over your shoulder, wonder who's behind you. You have to walk into something and know where the exits are. In case mm-hmm. something like this happens, that's not too American to me. And it's very yeah. upsetting. No, yeah. It's a tragedy. Yeah. No freedom there. No freedom there. No freedom there to, to no. move. So what I'm hearing is some, uh, so the balance, you know, I'm all about balance. So one, it's okay to have a firearm. 
if that's the right, if you really want to, you know, for the sport or whatever, you have a firearm, okay? You have that right. There's no reason in the world to have um, an assault rifle for any reason. So that there should be a change.org in the complete banning of that right away for everyone. Okay. 200%. That, that would be two, three. There's no reason to have body armor Correct. as a person off the street. So that's banning that right away. Right away. Um, uh, uh, the magazines only encourage all of that stuff and make things accessible. That's four. Um, I went to uh, cover a press conference on phantom guns, which apparently you can manufacture without serial numbers, no trace, no background check, nothing. So anything to do with phantom guns, you should uh, 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 be against. That's five. Um, help me. Is there anything else? Because all of those things are, we are actionable. Like we can put a... Thanks to social media too. Uh, 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 we can put a change.org. I love that organization. You know, it puts a front and center. We can begin to sign petitions that way, move it that way. Um, you know, have have a, a larger organization like, um, I, I can't even think of one, that combines all the ones like you were talking about Sandy Hook and, and all of those so that it's a larger organization that is coordinated to bring more power to legislation and decisions made by legislators. That's something you can Absolutely. do. Absolutely. And, and you, you just gave, you just gave five great examples of what I said is steps. So tackle those five, right? And I, those five will create another five and so on and so on until, you know, we have, I don't want to, I'll never use the word solution, but we can find a way to better, a better handle, a better grip and, 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 and slow this yeah. madness down and, yeah. and slow it down. I mean. Yeah, because you can't control if the person is mentally unstable. You cannot control if they are hate, although it's true. You can control how, you know, if you see your kid, starting to spew hate speech, there's something you can do. It's not, there. that is not a helpless situation. And I would say, Paul, this is solution. It's part of the solution. It is not the solution, but all those little pieces are solution, which is why I do this show. I'm not here to, to, to dramatize gun violence. I'm here because I want to know what we can specifically do right. so that we are safer. And on this, on the feeling safe, we have to realize too, that if we walk in fear on this all the time, that is not going to help us with solution. You cannot be creative when you're afraid to walk outside. So, you know, gosh, darn it. I'm not going to let some idiots or idiots with assault right. rifles take away my ability to live my life. At the same time, I have to take responsibility because nobody else is, right? right? Legislators aren't. So what can we do as the, the people to bring that about? Sorry, that was my soapbox. That's all right. <laughs> you know, just on that point on, on, on change, you know, something I've been talking about over, you know, the last year is, you know, I, I, I get it that there's these, these guys out there that love those or, or, 
or people that love these high powered weapons and it really, you know, gives them a charge, you know, it's like guys love to go out and surf and get a, a big wave. Right. So this is their satisfaction to do that. So that, and listen, okay, that's great. So, so my idea would be, you know, you have these guns, gun stores and, and shooting ranges all over the place. Right. So especially coming out of COVID with, you know, small businesses being, you know, lost and down, why don't we say, look, if you want to shoot an AR or an assault weapon, here's what you do. Come to my shop, pay this amount of money to take this course that teaches the safety of the gun and how to operate the gun. Okay. And once you do that, you've paid money to take the test. Now that small business owner is getting their income. The city's getting their taxes, the county's getting, the state's getting it. Now you can go into this place, rent a gun, which everybody's making money now off of, and you can shoot as many rounds as you want. Just keep laying down the dollars and shoot, shoot, shoot. Mm -hmm. When you get done shooting, the gun goes back into the locked gun safe inside the gun store. The the, The shop is happy. They've made their money. The county, the city, the state's made their money. And that... That guy that needs to shoot that gun, he just blew off 2,000, 3,000 rounds. He's happy too. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. simple. This is, this is just dialogue. And, and this yeah. is what I mean. I mean, there's a solution to every problem. Yeah. But if you're not talking about it, and we're not holding our lawmakers accountable for talking about it, mm-hmm. we'll never get to that point, ever. Yeah, absolutely. Very well um, uh, said and, and a point very well taken. And I absolutely agree. It's almost like before you buy a gun, you go through this checklist. Do you, do you realize the risk and responsibility you're taking by buying this gun and having it in your house? If you have children, are you okay with the possibility that they'll find it and kill themselves? Are you okay with the possibility that someone's going to take this gun and kill people in another mass shooting? Are you okay with your own mental stability that you're not going to be pissed off one more time with someone cutting you off in traffic that you're going to shoot the person and the kid like it just happened? Yes. And, and it, you know, have this like 20 checklist before you buy the gun even as a firearm, not the assault rifle. So anyway, I am so grateful that you've come on, Paul. I, I really do. I feel like there is something we could do. I feel, I feel empowered by this conversation that just anybody can do something. Uh, I've learned about, you know, the difference between firearm and, and, and there's a huge, um, difference between firearm and uh, the assault rifle. And and thank you for that. The last question that I always ask my guests uh, is to who or what are you most grateful for? And I think I asked you that eight years ago, but I'm going to ask you again to who or what are you most grateful for? Interesting question. And I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to say this and encompass a lot of things. I'm grateful for life and the life that I've been able to live. There's, it's been this horrible tragedy in it. And, but it's taught me to grow as a person. It's taught me to, to grow as uh, a father and a grandfather. And most importantly, you know, I, I've, I've remarried. It's taught me how to love again. And mm-hmm. um, um, so it's just, it's just life. And I'm so yeah. thankful to have it. 
it's a that's a beautiful answer. And I'm going to also I gave this to you last time, but I'm going to double up. Not many of my guests get two, but I'm awarding you with Dr. Marissa's Beneficial Presence on the Planet Award again. Thank you, you very my, much for that. You have my utmost respect. I bless you with continued energy and uh, for all the things that you're doing and you hold them to the fire and you tell them that you have Dr. Marissa's 1000% support in everything that you do from now until the end of time. I definitely so, will. And it was so great to see you again and talk with you. So amazing to see you again. Take Thank care. You. Okay. Bye-bye. All right. And that is it for today's show. I, um, I hope you, man, I, I just, I'm blown away by the level of understanding that I have. I don't feel as helpless now when I see, you know, more mass shootings again this morning, there was another one. And as he was mentioning in the hospital, you can do something. So uh, look for the new change.org. I'm going to get together with Paul and we're going to put something through about the assault rifles um, as well as the, I saw one from a parent from Sandy Hook, and I'm going to go back and revisit that one. And I'm so glad that he's helping people with that. Please share this show. Please continue to stay in solution. Um, and uh, we're we're gonna we're gonna you know we're gonna be safe in America. We are. I just I just know it. Uh, the Asian Oprah giveaway the two tickets to. Don McLean at the Saban Theater will go to the first person that goes to drmarissa.life and put Saban in the subject line for those two tickets. I'll be giving more tickets away tomorrow. I have a special guest who's coming tomorrow. Her name, she's an actress and her name is Kayla Caulfield. Yes, she was one of my fellow, is there a fellowette <laughs> actresses on Breastival? A uh, uh, conversation about the girls. Some of you have seen that already, supporting Susan G. Komen's foundation, raising funds for KCAA Loma Linda, 1050 AM, 106.5 FM, and now 102.3 FM. AP News. I'm Ed Donahue. The chair of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, General Mark Milley, tells the AP the U.S. and